drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? This is your podcast for Detroit Lions, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Eric Okri, and I got the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that comes on, he spouts off gimmicks, he yells in the microphone, he has hot takes, he pronounces it, you know, that he's right all the time, and let me tell you, this guy's like Jim Rome. I mean, the reason he takes a lot of vacation is because he gets a lot of vacation. He's back from another vacation, multiple weeks off. I've been holding down the four, as I always do. Chops at Chops in the D is back on the Kool-Aid cast, ready to drink it in and talk some Lions. Chops, how you doing, buddy? That's a three-week break, woo for you, the people. Uh, back from vacation, happy to be back. Rested, well, kind of rested, but uh, happy to be back on the show. And Okri, preseason football is 10 days away, baby. Lions, Giants, August 10th, 11th, sorry, 10 days, let's go. It's it's absolutely flying by. Like we've been doing some good shows. The people are hyped up for this team. I mean, it's crazy that we're already like ten days into camp. There's been padded practices. We got rookies to talk about. I mean, gosh, we're in the show alone. We're gonna give you some training cap thoughts. We gotta talk about Jack Campbell, JMO Gibbs, my boy Brian Branch. Uh, inside the den, we'll hit on that. We got some Kool Aid Select things to talk about. I mean, chops. I mean, I think we can't mess around. We gotta get right into it. What do you think? No time to mess around, Oakley. Let's jump right into it. Let's go. Choppy chop. Like, I I just want to start out with hashtag. JMO fast like we've been saying it I mean you might own a sports car but is it hashtag JMO fast no (laughs) you know we're pumping up this kid I got no worries about him but everybody else seems to have every little worry about him (laughs) okay dropped a couple footballs oh he might have slapped an undrafted player had a little push fight I mean Jameson Williams loves the game of football. He's elite from a speed perspective. He seems to do good interviews. He's not a robot like former players we've had in this town. He's him. He's that dude. I'm still not worried. Can't wait to see him. Electric talent. What what say you? I'm glad we started the show off with this topic, uh, Oakry, because my boy, hashtag JMO fast. Like, the, the poor kid can't do anything right right now. National media, Lions media, the Twitterverse, everybody's all over JMO, no matter what he does. Oh, JMO was in Detroit on Instagram at 2 in the morning. Oh, JMO dropped a pass. Oh, JMO threw a punch. Dude, leave the damn kid alone, all right? The guy is doing, he's putting in the work. It's his first training camp. I expect him fully to be that dog who's pushing around and talking some garbage with the corners that are trying to defend his ass. Like, leave the kid alone, all right? He's working his way in. He's building rapport with Jared Goff. He's building rapport with the wide receiver room. The kid is going to be dynamic. I have no concerns about him. My biggest concern is that people just can't leave him alone. Let the kid play football. Exactly. 
Chop's like, there's so much else going on. We'll go rapid fire. We got no worries about hashtag JMO fast. A um, couple other news and notes, things that are going on. I mean, JJ, Justin Jackson came back. I thought he had a nice year last year. I mean, people were talking about, oh, you know, they picked up this Greg Bell character and they were high on him. I mean, would he get hurt in like the first practice last year? They ended up he moving him out of town. <laughs> so, uh, you know, JJ, I think he's a nice little depth running back. That's one little news that came out. What, what else you got? Yeah, listen, one of the things that we talked about the last time I was on the show is, uh, you know, the team that 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 uh, kicks the fewest field goals in the league had three kickers signed. So, uh, you know, Brad, always open for business, Holmes decided to fix that, remedy that solution, and he gave uh, Mr. Badgley the boot, uh, uh, pun intended there, for our kicker. And uh, so now we're down to two. Let the battle begin with two. I don't know if he remedied the situation, but he slimmed it down from three to two. I'll give you that. Uh, another thing that came out, man, is Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. This guy has been hanging around just like, I mean, gosh, who, who's the uh, Fluellen back in the day where they would just pick up the phone on speed dial and Andre Fluellen, a.k.a. Flu, which is now been the nickname of our boy CJ GJ who's aka the flu which I love we'll talk about that later I'm sure but Mr. Tom Kennedy is hurt and then he's gone but not surprisingly nobody else wanted Tom Kennedy so he's back on the team we we hit him up on speed dial again he's back Shane Zilstra as Matt Derry says of the flying Zilstra brothers is also hurt, unfortunately, out six months. But again, he changed Zilstra. I hope he heals well, but we want to keep our big dogs healthy, and this is a depth player at best. So there's a little couple injuries, neither of which I'm concerned. I hope the players do well. I hope their families are okay. But no big injury concerns right now, I'd say, for the Detroit Lions. Yep, totally agree. You know, Shane Zilstra was famous for having three touchdowns in one game and then doing absolutely nothing uh, the rest of those 17 games, 16 games. Um, but hey, we wish him well. Don't, you know, never wish any uh, ill will towards a guy who gets hurt. But I think it's going to open up some opportunities for our three headed monster of Laporta, <laughs> Brock Wright, and James Mitchell, the freak. So, yeah, I have no concerns that we're uh, we're losing a tight end there. I like those big three right there. And then, listen, uh, spin off of Tom Kennedy, the preseason wonder boy, as I like to call him, is that we signed a, uh, a, a sneaky little guy called Trey Quinn, who <laughs> is a chain mover. He's a hustle guy. He's a grit guy. He was ripping it up in one of those lower leagues, What you know, whatever league that was. I can't remember, USFL or whatever it is. But, uh, hey, let's see what Trey Quinn can do now that our boy Tom Kennedy's hurt. Real quick, we're not going to do a Trey Quinn segment, but I remember when he got drafted, I want to say it was like the fifth round, maybe even sixth or later, and Daniel Jeremiah was like, Trey Quinn is going to make this roster. I want to say it was the Washington football team or whatever they were called at that point. Um, he's kind of that slot guy, like I say. He does a couple nice things, had a cup of coffee in the league, got booted over to one of those other leagues that The Rock runs or somebody. And uh, I think this could be a sneaky signing, even if it's practice squad. I mean, he could help you in a pinch, I think. So um, it was interesting. I, I kind of liked it from uh, Mr. Brad Holmes. Now, Chaps, like, there's so much else going on. But, I mean, again, we want to get into a couple big topics. Uh, you did a bonus episode which i've done a couple as well for our detroit kool-aid select members drink it in everybody drink it in uh... side of cornbread cornbread make it a double cornbread and uh we we've been real appreciative of everybody that's jumped on just a very low, two ninety nine a month helps supports the show, and we're trying to work on carving out time and figuring out what we can do to give you guys bonus content. I've done some fantasy shows, I've done some Lions hot take, you know, rant episodes on all types of things. Chops did a bonus episode on Inside the Den. He got into all types of stuff. We're gonna spend a little time at the end of the show on some broad strokes about Inside the Den. But Chaps, I wanted to take this second little segment here and talk about just some training camp takes. What do you think? We got some takeaways from what we've been hearing at camp. Oh, it's been an amazing 10 days at camp. The pads are on. 
uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. And I'm actually just going to rip the mic from you. And I'm going to throw out a little oh, shout man. out to my boy, Brian Branch, who's been balling out <laughs> at camp, man. This guy looks like a D-A-W-G dog. He is guarding. He's defending. He's knocking away passes. I, you know, I know they're not really letting him uh, let loose and, and tackling anybody too hard right now. But, dude, this guy is flying all over the place. I'm so excited to see him. You know, when when CJ, that's my GJ, uh, had a little injury scare, um, I really didn't have too much of a worry because I thought my boy Brian was going to fill right in after what I've seen. So very excited to see what this guy can do on the field and what it matters most. But he makes me excited. Chaps, you don't think you're getting away with that, do you? Like, you, you don't think you're, one, going to rip the mic from me, and then, two, go into some soliloquy about your boy, Brian Branch. Like, I'm pretty sure he was my boy. Brian. I was willing to take him at 18. I was the guy that was willing to take him at 34. I was the guy that said, go get this guy. And, and Brad Holmes saw my Twitter, and then he jumped on the phone and went and got my boy, Brian Branch, how did he become your boy? I thought that was uh, H2O. Hey, listen, man. I, I seem to remember having us mock draft and taking Brian Branch at 18 for a long time and taking a lot of bula bula <laughs> from the Twitterverse. And maybe you a little bit at first. What? Uh, I've been high on Brian Branch no. forever, oh, man. No. Oh, no. This is my boy. You don't steal Brian Branch from me and now try to pawn it off as hashtag what Shoppy said, because that ain't no, what listen. happened. Uh-uh. Hey, hey, it's not my fault that the guy has the best first name in the league with my <laughs> boy Brian. Let, let's see. How about this? Our boy Brian Branch. It doesn't sound as good, but it does sound as good. It doesn't sound as good. All right, I claim him. Then you can have every other player that you said you always get right. But he's been balling. My favorite clip from my boy Brian Branch was him going up against Leaf. One-on-one on on the outside, everyone, oh, this guy's a nickel, oh, he's not that fast, he can't do this. This guy's running with Khalif, getting his hands on his hands, knocking the ball out, playing with swagger, number 32, that's not going to be on the training table all day, every day, if you know what I'm saying. Sorry, my boy Swift, but you didn't work out, you weren't tough enough, Um, so it is what it is, but my boy... Brian Branch has been getting his hands on footballs. I mean, your boy Jared Goff's trying to complete little crossers. He's all over that, doing backflips after he knocks the ball away. I mean, just loving everything I see from this kid. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you mentioned, keeping up with that uh, that Raymond Khalif, Khalif Raymond guy who ran a four three forty. So, yeah, Brian Branch has got some speed, y'all. Get ready for it. Exactly. Let me ask you this, man. I really haven't heard anything about Romeo... I guess it's fitting. Where for out thou, Romeo? <laughs> like this dude makes like twelve million last time I checked, right? I mean, I haven't heard people one about him. I've heard some things about maybe he's not gonna make this roster. I've heard this, that, and the other. Like, I mean, is this guy still an impactful edge player, or is he a possible cut slash? Has he totally lost it after that injury? I mean, this is this is frustrating for what is what his checks come out to be every two weeks. Okri, that's a that's a real touchy subject, man. Because two years ago, I mean, he led our our team in sacks. You know, the guy was an absolute freak. He got paid. Um, I believe his cap hit this year is is like eight million dollars, but I think his total payout is something like thirteen. Go up to the pay um, one. That's right. He's good. He's de- that's right. You tell him. He's definitely going to the pay window. That's Benny. But, uh, Benny. He may he, he may be a he may be a cap casualty. He may be. They he, again. If we were tight on the cap, I, this would be one of the first guys that I would not be surprised if he was gone. So uh, yeah, I you know same thing with Julian. Where's Julian been? I have seen zero clips of Julian Okwara in training camp as well. So the Okwara brothers, man, they were high on my list. Like. Is is as late as last year, and now it's like they just just fell off the map. I I still think Romeo can be a big big edge, you know, in regards to quarterback, but he also can kind of hang in there, you know, in the run game as well. I I would like him and Charles to be rotating, and 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 you know what's happening on the other side, right? Unleash Hutch, <laughs> like all day, or. Do Romeo and Charles not see the football field as, as much because we got this guy named Josh Pascal? 
Yeah, they absolutely have lots of options on that D-line. And that's why I feel like Romeo's starting to fall off and starting to be kind of like, you know, I mean, look, run down the list. You got Hutch, you got McNeil, you got Broderick Martin, you got Kaminsky, Bugs, Houston, Charles, Levi. Like there's so many names now. The the Okora boys are they're falling down the map, man. So um, you know, I know Julian was kind of going more of in a linebacker position, but dude. The D-line, in my opinion, is is going to be stout, and people are sleeping on a lot of these guys. But uh, I think I think we're going to get some good rotations in on there. And, of course, you know Dan Campbell wants to unleash Hutch. I'll give it to you again. Unleash Hutch. I mean, why don't we just ask the head coach, I mean, while we're here? Unleash Hutch. <laughs> I'm ready to unleash Hutch. Exactly. Now, real quick, I, I gave up on Julian O'Quara that game against Baltimore where me and you were in the stands and you told me all day long, <laughs> I think we got this dub. And I'm like, man, Baltimore's a hell of a team. We beat them down. We have this game in the bag. It's like third down and forever, fourth down, whatever it was. Julian O'Quara has a clean rush. He's untouched. All he has to do is kill the quarterback. And he just, like, goes right over the top and completely misses the entire play. And then Lamar throws a 40-yard pass. They catch it, and then they doink one off the crossbar, which ends up going in, and we lose the football game. Yep, that that was when I quit on him. He's done, but I still have hopes for Romeo. Chops, normally I'd throw it back to you to see what else you got in your bag, but I got another one. And there's only one man on the show that can talk about this man, and that's me. And that's Levi, a.k.a. <laughs> Big denim. <laughs> like, what? what is going on here where Big Denim is ready to roll, he's practicing, he's in pads, he's hitting people, there's no issues. Word even is that he got a helmet to the back a few days ago, didn't phase him, he's ready to go. I mean, this would be a tremendous boost for this football team if Levi, number 91, is ready to roll and ready to kill quarterbacks like we thought he was going to do two years ago when we took him in the high second round. Yeah, this is where it's it's time to put up or shut up, right? He had a whole year off in 2022. He had a good projection for 2021. But, I mean, the, you know, when you spend a pick that high, pick 41 it, for a guy, you want him to produce. So I am so happy to see that this guy, uh, you know, again, you said I'm not allowed to, but I'm just going to call him Big Denim because that seems to be your thing that you like is putting the word big in front of something and then make that the nickname. But anyway, that's okay. He's ready to ball out. He, like I did see he was getting, uh, you know, he did take a shot there. I think he missed a couple snaps when he took a helmet to the side or a knee or something. But uh, listen, I'm really, really excited to see what this guy can do on the line. We spent a high draft pick on him. Brad Holmes usually has his, uh, has his set guys. He knows what he's doing. So I trust him. So to spend a second round asset on this guy, they really believe in him. And now it's time in 2020 to show us what he's got no doubt i'm like hopeful i'm not expecting but i'm not gonna be sol guy who thinks that this guy's gonna break his back again in practice number 14 because he seems to be ready aaron glenn said you know challenge him in the off season he said he's gonna give it everything or nothing and right now he's got some stuff going for him so even if he's a rotational player it's better than a complete washout but he could be better than that if he's ready to go so chops what are the training camp takes you got maybe something that's been happening what you've been hearing rumor innuendo what do you got so one of the one of the big stories for me is just the linebacker position and you know, the fallout to how great some of these guys are going is where does Derek Barnes end up? Like what, you know, he's a good dude. I thought he was going to be an impact guy. I and mean, we know how much you loved him when we drafted him, but if Jack Campbell is really him and we still got Anzalone and we got <laughs> Rodrigo, like where, where does Derek Barnes fall on this roster? I mean, is he just become a special teams guy? Like, do you see him having a role on this team? So Derek Barnes is a hard one for me because he's such a great guy. He's He seems like he's coming out of his shell where he's not like freaking out about every little thing. He's starting to know what he's got to do, play football. He's a physical beast. But like I've heard some good reports about him, but 
I just don't know. Like, I mean, I see him as a depth backup at this point, like a a four linebacker on a team that only plays two at best, you know? And I want to root for him, but I think this guy's passed him up. Rodrigo! That was a sound drop. Here's a live version. Rodrigo! I, I feel like I feel like he's more of a down and dirty football player. You know, diagnosis well, comes up and hits you. So I feel here's another thing, Chops. Like, I know you think you're the king of the nicknames. Usually they're about a sentence and a half long. But don't refer to Jack Campbell as him. Like, everyone's calling themselves him. Jack Campbell would never refer to himself as him. But I think later in the show, I do want to talk about my new man love for Jack Campbell. <laughs> like, I, I think he's the man. I love his character. I've, I've, he doesn't have to play a down of football, and I already have changed my tune on this guy. But please don't start referring to him as him, because that's totally anti-Jack Campbell on every single level. I think that Derek Oakery may have found someone who loves football as much as Derek Oakery does. And, uh, and now he loves that man more than he loves football. So Jack Uh-oh. Campbell may be your new man crush. Uh, I don't know if it's going to exceed the love I've got for my boy, JG 16, but uh, man, it's going to be pretty close. And uh, we're going to hear all about it in the second half. Hold on. Hold on. So, so you're trying to steal my boy, Brian branch. Then you say your boy's Hendon Hooker. We all know your boy's Jared Goff, thanks to this. I don't want your Bula Bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the (laughs) Goff train. You're off, bro. You're off. I mean, so we know that's your boy. I mean, you got anybody else you want to claim as your boy here so you just have the whole roster? I mean, seriously. Uh, I just picked the good ones to to be my boy. You know how that goes. You know, my boy, Jameer Gibbs, my boy, uh, Jared Goff, my boy, Hidden Hooker. Anybody who I had an interest in before they were on the Lions or when they first joined the team, they become my boy. So, you know. Until they're not, until they're not good, then they're not your boy anymore. Um, my boy Derek Barnes, like, I, I, I just love him in the number fifty-five. He's yoked up. I'd love to see him, but I'm not buying the quote-unquote, as you would say, bula bula that he's balling out at camp. He's going to be the number two linebacker. Like Jack Campbell's the linebacker on this team, um, basically from game one, in my opinion. But if Derek Barnes can slide in there as a as an impactful piece, be on special teams hit people hard, I'd be all for it. So let let me get to this one before we get to our great commercial sponsors. Like I said, on the back part of the show, we want to dip in. Not to Inside the Den, because you want to hear Chops' like, I think it was like 30-some minutes on every little nuance. I think he went on for like at least 10 minutes about how much he he loves his girl, Sheila Ford Ham, (laughs) as well as saying the word episode about 80,000 times on that bonus. But you got to go check it out. It's a tremendous bonus. Detroit Kool-Aid Select. Before we get to my big picture takes on that episode and some things that are going on with Brad Holmes, Dan Freaky Campbell and company. Chaps, I want to talk about this guy. His name is Aleem the Dream, a.k.a. Mac, M-A-C, a.k.a. Honey Bun, a.k.a. Twinkle Toes. I mean, this guy, Chops, he's down 25 pounds. It's all over the news. He's talking about his diet. He's talking about him being slim and trim. My, My question to you is, my man was like 330. Like when you're 330 LBs and you lose 20, is that really impressive? <laughs> but word is he's going from a plugging, plotting, what I call him before, big plump, to now a, a, a slim, trim, electric, pass rushing 300 pounder. Like, I, word is he's playing three tech. He's going to be killing quarterbacks. He's like a captain now, he's like a leader. I mean, one, are you impressed by a, a shedding of 20 pounds by a mammoth human? And then two, do you think this guy has those uh, twinkle toes, those sweet feet, as we call them, as a dancing bear to go just go do all the things Dan Campbell wants? Because Dan Campbell loves this guy. I want to love this guy, but I need to see more production and see more quarterback hits from number 54. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know what more I could possibly say with all those nicknames that you threw out there. I mean, look, if if I'm going to join the nickname train, I might as well maybe say, look, if he, he lost the pounds, you know, hey, 8% body weight is as 
great no matter where you're at. So kudos to him for cleaning up, eating healthy. Uh, do we call him like Slim Stump now? I, who knows, man, dude? You can look at any other nickname you want to come up with. I just want the guy to ball out. He's a third-round pick, again, from that 21 draft class, third-rounder. Um, they seem high on him, and I think that he, he's going to run in that 3D tech. I like it. Let's see it. Uh, you know, show me what you got on that inside because we, going into the offseason, like we talked about, that was a big thing that we wanted in the draft is somebody who's going to be able to penetrate and stuff in the middle. And uh, maybe this guy is the guy, and uh, I'm happy to see it. Hey, Chops, the family feud calls, they like to kind of weigh in on that ridiculous nickname he just threw out of there. Three strikes, bro. He's not the slim stump. I guarantee that. It's almost as bad as your 10 interception take for our boy CJGJ. <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping to lean the dream. Mac, Honeybun, Twinkle Toes can do some things because he's getting a lot of pub. I'd love to see him uh, get after the quarterback and be a big-time player on this defense. So, Chappie, you think it's about that time to get sponsors in here? Maybe come back, do some Kool-Aid shouts, and get in some Brad Holmes talk? Yeah, we have an amazing second half for the people, and let's get a break in. Let's thank those sponsors. Uh, We appreciate all the love and support from the people. We're going to get some shout-outs. So big second half coming up after the break. And the people consist of the millions. Everybody, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for the sponsors. Thank you for checking out the show. Thanks again to all our loyal, diehard Detroit Kool-Aid select subscribers. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, And uh, this is about the time in the show where I like to give Kool-Aid shout-outs. People that are on the old Twitter machine shouting our show, putting up funny stuff, things that catch my eye throughout the week. I could spend an hour on this segment every week, but I try to just give a couple quick shouts. You guys know who you are. We really appreciate everyone that's ever listened, all the millions and millions, as well as anybody that roots on the Detroit Lions. But Choppy, I want to shout-out the great... Natalie Sparbeck. <laughs> like, why do I know she's the great Natalie Sparbeck? Like, I've known her for a bit as on the old Twitter machine. We've shot some DMs, we've conversed. But she was dubbed the great Natalie Sparbeck by at P. Schrags, Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football, who I'm just watching on a normal morning, and all of a sudden a Jameer Gibbs highlight pops up. That P. Shrakes says is from the great Natalie Sparbeck. <laughs> she was made in two seconds on this video. I mean, it was unbelievable. People are reaching out to her left and right. I told her already, every time I reference her on Twitter, she will now be the great Natalie Sparbeck. Now she's getting multiple shouts out on the show here as the great Natalie Sparbeck. Incredible. Yeah, love, love me some Natalie Sparbeck. She may, she's, I think <clears throat> if I'm the conductor the of the golf train, she might be the I don't know what's the what's the second in, in command on a train. Not the not the first mate. I don't know. That's a ship, but whatever. She's she's second in command on the hashtag golf train because she's putting out some Jared Goff love Woo! just like I do. So hashtag the great Natalie Sparbeck. 
Exactly. Yeah, I get the gotta get the full government uh, in the handle right for sure. And, and 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 real quick, I could name off everybody, but I know this week we got like a group chat where I put the pod out and certain people shared and helped us out. I mean, I just wanted to quickly again. I, I've said this guy's name multiple times on the show. He's in a couple of my fantasy leagues now. He thinks he's gonna beat me. We all know that's not gonna happen. JP1077 is out there doing big things. And my boy from Atlanta, Skill, they uh, they jumped on the subscribing side, want the bonus content, want the bonus Kool-Aid. So I uh, know those guys did that this week, and I just wanted to give them a bonus subscriber shout-out. Very nice, very nice. And, of course, I cannot go a, a, a visit without giving a shout-out to my boy at Notorious DET <laughs> for his shirts his merch. I was rocking the uh, grit shirt at the family reunion. People were going nuts. Where do you get that? They love the logo on the back that he's got. So go check him out at notorious underscore D E T. We may rumor innuendo be partnering up with him to uh, get some DKC shirts made, but Hey, also while I'm at it, I just want to make sure I give another Quick shout out for the Detroit Kool-Aid Select. Listen, people, if you want bonus content, if you want insider information from me, not just Lions, mostly Lions, but not just Lions, but but uh, also your Pistons and my Red Wings and U of M football and all things Detroit sports, hey, click the link on the Twitterverse for Detroit Kool-Aid Select. It's only $2.99 a month. We love the subscribers. We appreciate the support. Uh, like I said, it's just two hardworking guys who make time for football. We love our Lions. We love the people. And uh, we would love it if you would subscribe to uh, Detroit Kool-Aid Select. Hey, Chops, just so I have it right. So in this show alone, you got what you've called my boy Brian Branch, my boy Jared Goff, my boy Hannon Hooker. <laughs> now it's my boy Notorious DET. I mean, who else am I missing? You, you had a few more in there. I mean, you're just racking them up here on this show. So, uh, what, un- what can I say? I got a lot of boys. I got a lot of boys. What can I say? <laughs> unbelievable stuff. I mean, everybody uh, is chops his boy these days, uh, which is it's just hilarious on so many levels. But again, thank you to everybody. We try to get you on the show. I know I every time I shout people out, they always get me back on the Kool Aid Hotline, the Twitter. DMs or any other way you can reach me. Some of you guys have my personal text line, and you're just like, "Thank you for the shout out on the show, man." I'm like, "Man, I you don't got to thank me. Like, I have fun doing it. You deserve it. Uh, appreciate you listening." So, chops, as we say off the top of the show, we can't mess around anymore, man. I got something for you. So, you did your breakdown of inside the den. I'm going to do a breakdown of Inside the Den, Episode 3, The Draft. It's going to kind of be a battle rap. Basically, take all the goofy stuff you talked about, talk about all the real stuff that matters. Can you hear this, Choppy? You guys hear that on the mic? That's multiple pages of notes that I've taken while watching this for a second and third time. I paused it. I've rewound. We're not going to get into all those details, but I've got quotes. I've got moments. I've got things I want to talk about. We'll do that on the subscriber side. But, Chops, I want to get into this with you. And this is Brad. What's that nickname again? Always open for business. <laughs> exactly. Brad, always open for business homes. And Dan freaking Campbell sitting at the front of the draft room. I know there's a sport we shall not speak of, as well as a college, school, and city that we shall not speak of. There's also a third male person at that front table that we shall not speak of here, but I may rip him in my bonus show. But Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell sitting at this table, what I want to get into you with, or want to get into with you, is this whole take it Jameer Gibbs was easy. I would have taken him at 6. I was happy to get him at 12. I couldn't believe Jack Campbell was there at 18. That was easy. Um, you know, this guy's going to be there. That guy's going to be there. Like, I love the confidence. I love the aggressive approach. I love always open for business, working the phones. But the other side of me, too, thinks that, like, you love the bravado, but you also know like other teams are passing on these players, you know, or not or not valuing the players, or certain mock drafts didn't have these guys going where they went. So Brad Holmes has proved himself to be right. 
I just wanted to pitch it to you of what you thought about it overall and just like, is this going to be another scenario where we're going to be looking back? Like he nailed it, got the players right. He totally sees the draft differently than most GMs, definitely most fans, most quote-unquote experts, and, and me and you included. So I'm going to counter your soundbite with this. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but that is the sound of Dan freaking Campbell and Brad always open for business homes, ripping up your mock draft, ripping up my mock draft, ripping up everybody's damn mock draft and projections and saying to hell with it. We have our list. We want football players. We've created a culture. We know what we want. We and just make the list and just go with they don't care if running backs aren't valued in this round or <laughs> no one will ever take a linebacker in that at that pick or they don't freaking care which they just they have their list they zone in on it and it's like these are our guys position be damned uh you know value be damned they don't care they're just gonna take their guys and and it's based on you know what they're doing in the in the uh what they're doing in the interview room, what they're talking about in the combine, what they're getting inside information from these kids, uh, coaches, Uh, like they just don't care. They know what they want. They both are on the same page, which I think is just fantastic. Like you see these guys, they're like two best buds. You know, they're like best buds sitting in this room at a table, like high-fiving, like slamming the table so hard that they, you know, somebody may or may not get elbowed in the junk. Like, dude, they're just best buds having fun pulling football players that they love (laughs) and it's so fun to watch and i i know there's this hesitation and i know we always take this well we have to wait and see but it's just it's unconventional but it's what they want it's the culture they've built and i for one love it okay so you're saying dan campbell said this about your mock draft you've had enough of that he doesn't he doesn't care, which is fine. My counterpoint to you is that, you know, we've all been in that fantasy draft where the guy next to you says, I got my guys. I, I got the players I like. This guy's going to ball. And, and he's so confident leaving the draft. And then you look back and you're like, we all knew he took him two rounds too early in the fantasy draft. Like, there is a possibility that that could happen. Now, I I love what you said, like the camaraderie, the guys on the same page. The other thing you hit on about you ripping up your paper and them not caring. The reason they don't care is because Brad Holmes, I think, drafts off a three by five note card that he writes out the morning of and only shows to Dan Freaky Campbell, which has like six names on it. Like, I I love this little short sheet he has. To me, what it's really done, Choppy, is like I'm a guy that loves to like kind of get a consensus and then follow the value, follow the premier positions, and try to make good selections based on how things fall. I never go into a draft thinking I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. I go into the draft with all these options and values on players and then let it fall and try to get the best value and the best player at the best spot. So Brad Holmes has shown me that there might be another approach, which is just like he's interviewed these guys. He knows what he wants. And like you say, he's not looking at 300 players and trying to level them all out. He's going into his draft with 20 guys. He wants about eight of those guys, and he's going to get five to six at minimum. That's what I feel like he does. Yeah, there's a lot to respond to there, Okri. So, you know, first you bring up the whole, you know, we all know that guy in fantasy football, right? Well, unless you are drafting against Brad Holmes in your fantasy <laughs> football league, like, you're, the, he knows what he's doing. He's proven it. You know, he's finding diamonds in the rough. So I'm gonna, just going to keep, you know, let Brad Holmes cook. Like, you just, you just got to let him do it. Holmes so cooking. I, Holmes cooking. That's right. Holmes cooking. So, and, and that also tells me that they trust their scouting staff very, very much, right? Like the scouting staff, you know, gives them the big list. Like you said, they got their little three by five card. They're sharing it across the table. You know, I also love that uh, they're sliding over and like, 
Sheila Hamp is over there going, oh, oh, the running back. Yeah, no, I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the linebacker from Iowa. Oh, yeah, like she's in on it too. So that's fantastic. It's just so cool to see the camaraderie there. Um, the war room insight, I mean, is just so, so cool. But yeah, look, it's it's a unique position because they are. They're going against the grain. But until it doesn't work, we just got to trust them. Yeah, so here's where the trust comes in. And and again, I'm bringing it up as a counterpoint to think of, you know, that when you do something unconventional, there is a chance to come back to bite you in the ass. But also, he's proven that it hasn't for the most part, because I want to run these names down to you. Penne Sewell. Unleash Hutch. (laughs) J-Mo. Then he comes back. And he picks up Gibbs and Campbell. You look at those like five names. Those are like the core of our team for the next seven to ten years. You know, those are guys you can win football games with. Those are meat and potatoes. Those are hard workers and dynamic players, whether it be on offense or defense. So he's proven it with those top picks. He's also proven it with other guys he's targeted like, um, I don't know. Amon Ra. He had him pegged from like round two probably and said, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, now in the fourth round, I'm going to jump up and get this kid at the top of the fourth. He's been absolutely incredible. So I'm with you. Like the track record does speak for itself, but I do love the two guys that are in on it. I love that Brad Holmes is so inclusive with he kind of going around dapping up everybody. I love his passion. Don't get me wrong. That came out from the episode two of just like how excited he is. And and the fact that he can narrow his focus so much to be like block out all the noise. So confident in these guys being ballers. The thing I want to say, Choppy, as we kind of wind this whole thing down is like what I took from watching it a first time, a second time, and now I'm in the third time trying to get my notes and get my episode together, is like it changed my thinking of how you view this this big picture view of football players. You know, it's I've always said like I always get on here with Logan Lamer and Deer and say, but what about the football character? And like part of that is only what I can glean from what I read or what I gather as a uh, you know observer, but it's pretty clear to me that. When they showed those interviews with Gibbs, with Campbell, with Laporta, you know, their thoughts on Branch and Hooker and stuff. It was like, yeah, man, if me and you would have sat down in the room, we would have elevated these players, too. It would have been on my short sheet when I passed it over to you and said, hey, Choppy, we're going with my boy Brian Branch. I like this kid Gibbs. You know, Campbell didn't wow me, but I love the person. I love his passion for football. So I think it's changed me on a lot of levels of how you need to look at the the thing and, and how much, you know, interviews, medical, all those things we don't see go into it. And, and the fact that he just took guys he loves and knows they're going to work out, you know, like I don't even need to see Jack Campbell play a down and I'm already ready to tell all the Kool-Aid drinkers I was wrong on draft day. I did say that Gibbs was a hell of a ball player and I did say Jack Campbell loves football, but like... I have no doubt he's going to be a hard-working, gritty football player. Jameer Gibbs, now that I see him, is a guy that loves the game, a dynamic athlete, a great kid, and somebody that's going to be a problem for NFL defenses for years to come. I have no doubt. All right, I'm done. Yeah. No, <laughs> no it's all, all good stuff, man. All good stuff. Um, I, I, will, I will say this, too, you know. The, the funny thing is that all the other coaches have the ability to have these interviews too, right? Like, I would think it would be so fascinating to see, you know, how these guys interview. Like, we saw them with the Lions, right? Now look at what they said with, you know, the Jets, the Titans, the Packers, the whatever. And clearly there's something there. They pick, you know, Brad and Dan are able to pick up on something special when they talk to these guys because 17 other teams had the ability to take Jack Campbell before them. You know, they weren't willing to take the risk. Well, this regime is willing to take the risk to get their guy. You know, 33 other teams or or whatever, uh, you know, met with Sam Laporta before we took him at 34. Like, it's just, they see something and they're like, yep, that's our guy. Nailed it. So I love that piece. Um, And I will say this, people. I'm not going to apologize or I'm not, and I'm not going to stop 
doing my mock drafts leading up to the draft, knowing that the Lions will probably do absolutely nothing that I have mocked out to them in these mock drafts because they have the inside track. They get to do the interviews. They get to see the medicals. Um, You know, hey, listen, here's the other thing. Dan freaking Campbell and Brad Holmes probably knew that JMO was going to be suspended for the first six games before the draft. We had no idea this investigation was going on. So they're singing in their head, hey, I need a weapon. I don't necessarily need a running back. I don't necessarily wide receiver, but I want some Moody who can do both. And so they were like, hey, nailed it at 12. So they've got inside information that we don't have. We never will. But I still love my mock drafts. I keep, every, every time I love to see what Oakry puts out there. So I'm not going to stop. But yeah, Oakry, I will also raise my hand and say, look, I was not thrilled about Jameer Gibbs at 12. And I was not thrilled about Jack Campbell at 18. I was not. Um, you know, my live reaction is not on tape, but you saw it out there. Like, I liked these guys. I didn't like them where they were taken. So... Um, but you're right. After seeing the process, after getting some insight on what these guys are doing at camp, I was wrong. And I am so excited to watch these kids ball out and prove us wrong again and again and again for years to come. Exactly. Like we come on the show and we like to battle and joke about who's right, who's wrong, who said this, who didn't say this. When really this is one of the only times where I'm happy to come on and say, people, these guys haven't played games yet. They haven't done much on the football field, but I'm already ready to admit I was wrong and I'm happy to say it because there's no way I would sit in that interview with Sam Laporta and not come away with, yeah, this is the tight end we need based on what he said, what he brings to the table. But like just watching his film or highlights, yeah, I, I didn't have this absolute conviction about the player. But when I saw Inside the Den, I did. And and same goes with Jack Campbell and like I, I just think Jameer Gibbs, like you just said, is a guy they're going to substitute in in all these different roles, both now, but also I've been looking around at this offense like, you know, ARSB, JMO, and Gibbs. I mean, it almost doesn't even matter. Like, like those are just three talents that you're going to have problems with every week, and that's what the Lions have been trying to build for a while is a dynamic offense with elite skill players. And, oh, by the way, they have a dominant offensive line finally, and they're building up a defense. So I think that all this is coming together, and I'm with you too. Like, I'm going to do the mocks. I'm going to look at everybody else's stuff. I'm still going to, like, try to evaluate it all. But I, I, I guarantee you, next year when we're doing our picks and our this, like, Brad Holmes has changed my thinking because – There's going to be a little bit more in the character, whether I have to find more interviews or whatever it is, or just, I I literally think he looks at the first round or the first couple rounds and says, who are the game changers? Don't even tell me about the guy that might be good. Okri, don't raise your hand and say, this guy's got potential. Like he don't want to hear about maybes. He wants to look at it and say, who is the guy that can be in the Hall of Fame or a guy that's going to score touchdowns or a guy that's going to make plays on defense that helps me win ball games? Those are the guys I'm going to circle with a red marker and those are the guys I'm going after. Don't give me these fringe guys that you think might be good because they're testing at the combine. Um, and, and that's that's always talked about, but I think Brad Holmes has got it down both on his scouting eye and just this narrowing down of saying, no, these are the five guys I'm going after and I'm going to do what I got to do to get them while still being Brad always open for business, which is my favorite. And I got to get my impression, which is every time he answers the phone, what's up, man? What's going on? How you doing? Oh, you want to make a trade? All right, let me call you back. Um, and, and then when he gets on the phone, it's even better with the players once he takes them. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? You want to be a Detroit Lion, man? All right, man. We're going to pick you right here, man. You're going to be a big part of what we do. You're, you're what we look for, man. You're a hell of a ball player. You're a football player. You're, you're going to fit right in with us. Like, is that not exactly a Brad Holmes phone call? He's smooth as silk. He doesn't mess around. He's a hell of a evaluator, and he knows how to relate to players, other GMs, work those phones, and get us ball players that are going to win ball games, Choppy. Let's go. Drink it in. Drink it in, man. 
And all along the way, he's maximizing value because he knows that he's one step ahead of every other GM in this damn league. And if he, if he has the six pick and he thinks that no one's going to take the guy at 12, he's getting he's going to trade back and pick up an additional asset because he is playing 3D chess while all these other fools are playing checkers. So it's it's a great thing to watch. It's a we're a lucky lucky uh, fan base to have this amazing group. And you know, listen, I gotta give you a little pass. I'm gonna forgive you because after you just ripped off the best O line in the league, the amazing wide receivers, <laughs> a nice tight end, a good running back. Oh, by the way, we also have a top five quarterback in my boy. Hashtag off train JE16. Don't forget to mention him. How dare you? I forgive you, but how dare you? This offense is going to ball. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, you know, we gotta get it in. You don't get to join the <laughs> off train. You're off, bro. You're off. That's the short version, which I normally say. Try, please. But I, I agree with you. We gotta put the quarterback in there, the skill players, the offensive line. And Choppy, I'm hearing the defense is winning camp so far. So now we got ball players on that side that are ball hawks and like to tell you about it after they make plays. That's gonna be fun to watch too. The hype is real, people. Drink it in, have the Kool-Aid, grab the cornbread, get on the hype. Football is 10 days away baby lions versus giants august 11th 7 p.m let's go drink it in uh... cornbread cornbread copy there's only one thing left to do are, are we going to bring you back in for next week are you going to come back to talk more lions for the people I will be back next week to talk football with the people. We'll be here. We'll be a few days away from the first preseason game. You get to see these guys on the football field. We'll have more takes from training camp. Uh, so much more hype to get into. We're like six weeks away from us playing the Chiefs. It might even be less. I think it's like under 40 days. Um, it's, it's barely over a month away, and we'll be taking on the Super Bowl champs on Thursday night with the whole country watching. Drink it in, everybody. We'll talk about that and everything else with me, with Chops, with all the Kool-Aid drinkers, and everybody else because we are the most hyped team the most dynamic team in the National Football League, and now it's time to show it on the field. So, everybody, we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.